Welcome to the Yes to Entrepreneurship podcast. So real quick before I jump into the conversation with this week's guest, I just want to let you know what this show is about. Really, this show is just about all the conversations we, entrepreneurs, those of us who are the why notters, have around entrepreneurship. It's the conversation that you don't typically hear because you just see those fun posts on Instagram and Facebook where we're hanging out on yachts or we're making a ton of money and driving these fancy cars when reality is that's not real life. Real life is trying to figure out how you're going to pay bills, trying to figure out if you're going to make rent this month, trying to figure out if that new client really is going to help move you forward or if they're really going to bring you down. Really anything goes in these conversations and you, the listener, gets to eavesdrop in on these conversations that I'm having with fellow entrepreneurs. So grab your cup of coffee, grab your water, grab your tea, whatever it is that you enjoy, and a pen and paper because you're about to take some notes. Also, be sure to share this out. Oh, here comes my guest. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Quick shout out to our sponsor, stupideasy.com. Stupideasy.com is a new online course platform where you can easily upload and sell your online courses without having to be tech savvy and without them taking a cut of your sales. Discover more at stupideasy.com and we'll have a link in the show notes for you. I, uh, I'm having so much fun with this. <laughs> Good, I'm so glad. Yeah. I passed up the, uh, the teaching opportunity and then I saw that you got the, um, the speaking thing. And it's funny because I was going to comment that. I was like, why don't you, if, this, if you're passionate about it, why don't you like come in as like a guest speaker? And then that's exactly what you did. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I hate passing up opportunities, especially yeah. when I know that like, for me, it, it was like not only helping the kids, but also like the fact that I didn't have to go to school to get the degree to be able to teach, you know, like it was just it, those types of things where I'm like, that's something I want to be able to show people and be like, no, you don't have to do the traditional route if that's not what works for you. Um, but yeah, so for me, it was like, I, I kind of knew from the beginning, but I just needed a little bit more uh, confirmation. And it was that time commitment because it's like, I could make the nine to four work every other day, but they're going to need me more than that. And it's not fair to them and it's not fair to me and all the work that I've done with my other businesses to yeah. stop that now, you know? Right, right, right. And you can still show people that uh, it's possible because you did get the offer. So you can right. still see that, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm happy about it and it's good. And th doing this is so much fun. I love so. it. Um, so I, I don't know if you've been experimenting with microphones and stuff, but I had gotten this one. Oh yeah. I realized when you plug it in, you can't hear the interviewer. Oh, so, right. oh my God. Like I never thought about that until I used it. I was like, oh, perfect. I have a mic. This would be great. I, it was for another podcast interview. And I'm like, I can't hear the lady talking. I'm like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> you know, what's funny is I have that that similar mic there and i wouldn't i didn't even think about that actually like you don't think about that and i'm like wait what i'm so confused so i guess it would have been better if they made it like usb maybe how yeah. funny i didn't even how funny right i wouldn't have thought of that either because i was like because sometimes people like to record even the video part just so they can put it on youtube or whatever right not doing that that works because i have like regular headphones like you do yeah 
just like I just feel like this looks so fancy and I want to use it but I can't hear you that so I'm like <laughs> I know that's so funny maybe that's why I don't use mine very often yeah and what I try to do like a workaround I love a good workaround I was like okay let me call in and listen to my bluetooth so I can hear the interior but then I heard myself echo and her I don't know it was just a mess and it was oh. like I had to hear the person twice so I probably like looked a little dumb trying to be like, wait, what'd you say? Kind of like, <laughs> you know, but this is not stupid easy. That's no. all. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's uh, why that's another part of the podcast uh, that I thought about is, you know, people are going to ask, how did I do this? And I wanted to make sure that I could say I did it the stupid easy way. Like, yeah, I, I want to be low tech. I want to be low investment in it, like literally. You just can pop in your headphones that you got. I'm doing it through Zoom, but you know, at first, originally, I was just going to record myself on Evernote and then post those, which I have a bunch of those recordings. I got to figure out what to do with. But you know, I just want to be super. With these microphones, it's good. Yeah, yeah, it's. I've been really impressed, um, and I've noticed, and I actually I noticed it's better with the mics plugged in, obviously, but um, with Zoom if the mics aren't plugged in and you're just going off of just the, what you're saying, I notice that the delay is, there's more of a delay because it's picking up on every little thing. So if you say something, then it would stop my side and then go back to you. And then it would be like this weird transition thing. So the mics really help out. Cool. Yeah. And where are you at? So I, right in the second, I'm in New Jersey for a wedding. Oh, okay. Um, but because this is where I grew up. I'm in my, I have my high school room right now. Nice. <laughs> but uh, I was in Chicago for the last two and a half years and I just moved to California. I did a cross country drive. I don't know if you remember seeing anything, yep. but I drove cross country from Chicago to California the last like 39 days. So I've been on the road, like stopping in Utah, Denver, Sedona, Phoenix. And then I ended up in San Diego where my cousin lives. And then, um, I'm, and then when I when I'm fly back, I'm gonna fly back next Monday. I'm gonna be in San Diego for a few days, and I'm gonna drive to San Francisco because my friend is there. But LA is where I'm gonna be, like settling for like maybe six months or so. Okay. I'm really hopping around, and this is actually one of the things that was my ideal life. So I want to know more about your journey. So I guess we'll start with basically I was in corporate America for six years, and about after year three is really when. I think I started itching for something more. And, you know, I had kind of become the star employee. I had gotten the applause awards. I had kind of done all the things to be stellar and stand out. But at some point I felt like it just wasn't cutting it. I, it wasn't enough for me. I wanted more than to just, I guess, climb up the corporate ladder. I felt like there might be something more, you know? And yeah. I think one of the things was that I always felt like I had to act a certain part at work. And I thought like, man, I hate having like a work face and then like a personal face. Like I wish it, it could just be all one. Like I wish I could just be me, you know? And um, there were a couple people that I noticed that were really themselves, but they were pretty much like judged at work, you know? Like, oh, like what are they doing? Or why are they acting this way? Why are they uh, dressing like this? And, you know, I wanted to wear like bright pink nail polish to work. And I was like, that might be inappropriate. <laughs> um, so I, that's kind of where I kind of started itching for more. And, you know, I had looked at different avenues, but ultimately I had, 
uh, discovered the online world of entrepreneurship and I was really fascinated by it. You know, originally the hook is always, you know, you can live and work from anywhere, you know, right. <laughs> really intrigued by that. I was like, I always had this bug to like live in different cities and live abroad and like, so that was really appealing to me. So I kind of started looking into it. So this is like exactly actually five years ago. Um, I ended up starting an inspirational blog called ilivewithjoy.com. That's kind of how it started for me. Nice. And um, it's kind of molded over the years. I, I feel that the, the divine leads me in where to go. And it started kind of with um, inspirational, like living with joy. And then I was doing angel card readings for a little while. And then it kind of started moving towards marketing. So that's really where I am now. I'm an intuitive marketing strategist and confidence coach. And um, marketing has always really been in my blood in a way. Like I've, I've always been doing marketing even before I knew what it was, like since high school. And um, I ended up uh, doing it, majoring in it in college. And then I also got a master's in marketing. So marketing right. is really like my thing that I feel like I'm, it's always on. You know what? Yeah. You have that thing where you're not even working. You're like, oh, that was a cool marketing strategy. Yes. You know? So that's kind of how it's been for me. And after grad school, you know, everybody was like applying to jobs. And I was thinking about, I was considering it, but anytime I thought of, you're going to laugh, anytime I thought about going to corporate America, I literally wanted to vomit. Like my body <laughs> was just like rejecting the idea. So like everyone's like, you know, getting ready for their interviews and prepping. And I actually helped quite a few of my classmates because I worked in a top four consulting forum. So I was like really good at all that. But like, yeah, it just was like, all right, well, Aditi, you want to do your business full time. Why not just do it now, you know? And so I really kind of took a leap of faith. And when I graduated, I literally went full time into my business. And that was January 2016. I had no savings, like most people recommend to have a savings. I had a full load of loans, which I still have. And um, I really just had uh, $1,500. And that really covered my January rent and had no idea what I was going to do in February. And that's how I started my entrepreneurial journey. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. And how, okay, because I'm all about planning that exit strategy and, right. and having that savings for that comfort zone. And you had no savings. You had loans, which I can't even think about that because that's just like right. so much with school debt. And yeah. $1,500, like how did you manage $1,500? Like what was, what happened there? Like, because that could yeah. be spent quick. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean, that was just my January rent. So it was spent in a hot second, oh. <laughs> it was gone. So it really just kept a roof over my head for a month. And then I, I think this actually may have worked in my benefit where it was a literally like a do or die type of scenario. Yeah. Like if you don't get it together, you're gonna be homeless on the streets. You're not gonna have nothing to eat. And I, w I, w I had too much uh, pride, I think, to go back to my family or do any of those things. So it's really like, you're going to be living on the street, so you better do something. <laughs> and, you know, I truly believe in, you know, divine guidance and all of that. So I kept being told in my meditations and even with people that I work with that you're supposed to do this. Like this is 
you're meant to do this. So I was like, all right, if I'm meant to do this, then let's do this, you know? And it really, really forced me to really get real with myself and really get real with, you know, do you really think you have value or do you just think like these people are telling you this, but you don't believe it. So it really forced me to like kind of go deep within to be like, okay, like, do you actually think you're good at marketing? Do you feel like you have value? And going deep within to kind of bring that out and really build that confidence had to happen first. Yeah. And then I actually went crazy on Periscope. So Periscope is a live stream uh, tool for anyone who doesn't know, owned by Twitter. And um, I just started scoping like crazy. And I started listening to whatever guidance I was getting. And one of them was to join a uh, virtual summit, like one of those like telesummits online. Oh, yeah. So by joining that, I actually ended up uh, opening up my exposure to a lot of my uh, ideal audience, and which was spiritual entrepreneurs. There were a bunch of spiritual entrepreneurs in this summit. And um, I remember I made my first sale ever on Periscope to a complete stranger. I did a pre-sale of a brand tuning workshop. It was like, $99 regular price. And I was like, I'm doing a pre-sale for 79, right? I was like, let's <laughs> see what happens. Um, Cause I knew the only way I could actually get anywhere was like, I have to offer something. I have to sell something. And that yeah. was the, you know, that's the part sometimes people forget that you'd have to sell something, you know? And um, so, yeah, I, I remember doing a scope for 20 minutes or 30 minutes and there was a complete stranger on my scope and he was really uh, commenting and responding. So I was interacting with him. And then uh, I offered uh, the product and literally at within 10 minutes of me getting off scope, I got a PayPal notification of $79. And even now I can just feel myself getting emotional because I was just like, it's really happening. This yeah. works, this works, you know, this can really happen for you. And then guess what? Two weeks later, that same person signed a $2,000 uh, package with me no kidding no kidding like that was just like okay i get it this is i meant to do this you know it, it really is happening and then that's it the momentum just picked up and in february i ended up closing uh approximately seven thousand dollars just a little bit below that i think it was like 6900 or 6800 um and that's when i really was like okay i can do this i have this and it's working. So that's really when, that was really where my faith was rooted in that second month when I was able to do that. And I was like, so that's kind of how I started out, which was amazing. Yeah, I'd say. And, and that's the, you know, that's the crazy part about it is that you use the tools and the resources that were available to you. I mean, Periscope's free. So exactly jump on there and exactly. just be you. <laughs> Yep. I had no money for Facebook ads or nothing, nor did I know how to do it really. So right. Periscope was just perfect. I was like, how amazing. You can literally just turn on your camera, go live and reach people all over the world. Like what? That is, it, that is just crazy. And the fact that it, it wasn't even just the $79. I mean, that's huge. But the fact that it was the start of the relationship that came even further and yep. brought that back. Yep. It blew my mind. I was like, wow, there is really some magic here. And then I started teaching everybody Periscope. I was like, y'all got to get on Periscope. It works. <laughs> so funny. That is good. So now, okay, so you had 
the the sale go on and yep. in between this time you're basically like do or die mode yep. does your family know what's going on like are they telling you you need to go get a real job because you got bills to pay or what what's that situation going like 150 percent, which is why it was helpful that i was far away from them in chicago <laughs> while they were in new jersey they were just like i don't know what you're doing you need to get a job like you can build this on the side like that i mean you know having the exit strategy i guess yeah like you can build it on the side, you know, build some contacts and then do it in like a year or two, which I mean is pretty sound advice. And I was thinking to do that too. But the problem was, you know, our bodies just know better. Like literally I was feeling sick at the idea of corporate America. And you know why also, I knew that if I went back to that, I was just gonna get stuck there. I would get comfortable with the paycheck. There would be no real reason for me to face my fears and turn on the camera and like, I wouldn't be in the do or die mode. And I've realized I work, I work well and efficiently in the do or die mode, even though it's not always the funnest to put myself in those traps, but it works. So. Well, and that's the thing. That. Yeah. You have to go with what works. And I mean, again, it, it's one of those situations, like that's not going to be for everyone, but yeah, for sure. It worked for you and you, you knew what you had to do and, and yeah. you use the tools and the resources that were available to you to see and to test it out. That's why I always tell people is test it out and see what yeah. happens, you know? Yeah. If it works, great. If not, then keep moving it forward and try something different. Absolutely, I agree. Now, do you still sell through Periscope now that Facebook Live has become so popular or is it, are you favoring now Facebook Live? Or are you kind of going between both? I go in between both because I feel with Periscope, um, I feel like Periscope is great to reach kind of a cold audience that doesn't know you. Yeah. Whereas Facebook Live, I like to use for my community that I already have. And what I like to do is usually bring people from Periscope over to the Facebook platform, but I'm always still engaging on Periscope um, a lot more, I'd say. But yeah, Facebook I use for um, within my private groups and then sometimes on my business page, but I definitely still use Periscope, yep. Nice, and so you have a Facebook pay business page, but you also have groups as well, or a group at least? Yeah, exactly. So I have the Angel Marketing Club, which is like a free group. So I always send everyone there and in there I teach like free marketing classes and teach marketing tools. And then I have groups for like the courses that I the different courses that I run. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to definitely check out that club because I'm like, I'm all about marketing. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> so tell me about this journey now. So you, you just got done for the most part with this traveling across country. Um, how did that work with trying to conduct business and doing your Facebook or your Periscope lives and things like that? Oh, you're going to love this. Um, <laughs> I came up with this concept. Called, I don't know if you had seen it, but uh, marketing on the go. So MoGo is what I called it. MoGo. And I love Mogo. that. Yeah. So I was like, hey, you guys, I'm going to be driving across the country. My brain has a lot of marketing gold sitting inside of it. So as I drive, you can call in and we can uh, talk marketing. I won't have a computer, <laughs> but there's my mind. I was like, my mind is a gold mine of marketing. I have a lot of knowledge in there. And, uh, you know, I really didn't know if it was going to work or if people would sign up, but I thought, Hey, let me try it. Cause it, I just think it would be super fun to be driving in the wilderness and talk marketing. You yes. Know, I love. And, uh, instead of just being stationary in front of a computer, which can be kind of boring sometimes, you know? Oh uh, yeah. And, um, so I ended up, 
uh, I sold out the first time I did it. I had four spots and people were loving it. And I did kind of like a pay what you can model. So it was like okay. super affordable compared to like doing a one-on-one -on -one session. Um, and we came up with program names on the phone with some people. Some people got clarity on their next steps. Uh, some people uh, got ideas on like which platform to use or what topic we created content like ideas. So it was really, really cool. Some people hashed out their programs and pricing stuff with me on the phone. So I did uh, marketing on the go while I was driving. And I think I did one, I think I did it two or three times. So when I would have like four to six hour chunks of driving, I would yeah. do that. And you're gonna love this too. And guess what? One of them who was a brand new client ended up signing a $1,500 package with me on the phone. <laughs> I'm like jumping for joy right now for you. Yeah. This is so awesome. Totally unexpected too. Like I wasn't planning to sign a new client while I'm on the road, you know? Yeah. But, uh, it was cool. Well, the cool thing is the move was a complete divine move. Like I was guided to move. And so, you know, I was pretty sad leaving initially and, um, I noticed that every time I moved to the next city, I brought like new money came in. So it's like the divine was saying like, keep moving, keep listening yeah. to me. There's success coming your way. And I literally closed that uh, package on the drive to Denver. So it was like my next stop. So it's like the universe, there was their way of keep moving me along. Cause I was like, I want to go back to Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so that's one way. And, you know, I, I did take off for, I think, two, about two weeks, but I, I had some regular calls. Like I have a mastermind and a marketing membership group. So those, like I just did those and I made sure I was stationary or um, I, I made sure I was in a hotel room. I did do a couple sessions. So I broke it up. So um, I do my sessions only Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I would plan my trip so that way, okay, I'm stationary on those days. Um, so that's kind of how I worked on the road. Like I would make sure on my session days I was stationary and then I did MoGo and then um, I sold that package. So that was another one. That is so crazy. And so when, when you had thought about this, how did you, did you, were you like, did you already have your, your payment system set up? Like, you know, for instance, did you already know your PayPal was ready in order? And so that way all you had to do was like push this live. And then as soon as people wanted it, boom, it's in your bank account. Or did you have to like hustle after the first, you know, notification where you're like, Oh, somebody wants this. Now I got to go figure out my banking situation. For the MoGo? Yeah. Oh, it was so perfect. I did a, something that was like, I guess, stupid easy in a way. But um, I set up an acuity. Um, and this is, so I'm like, I'm known for workarounds. So yep. this workaround I created where I set up an acuity link. So I love to use branded links. So I would uh, do like adpcreative.com, which is my website, slash mogo. So it was a very easy link, right, yep. to remember. So I'd be like, okay, everyone go to dpcreative.com slash mogo. And it took you straight to an acuity. And then I had coupon codes. So it would be for 15 minutes. Um, it was, I think I did 15 minutes, $25, 30 minutes, $50, and then 45 minutes, $45. So the regular rate was the regular price. And then I had coupon codes if you wanted to do the 15 minute or the 30 minute one. So that way you would get the appropriate price. And then they would get uh, emailed the phone number to call in. So right. I just got the notification and then I just would need to know what time I should hop on the phone and then they would come on. And like, it was a perfect, perfect system that I set up. 
yeah, I mean, that's really awesome. And are you still doing that now that you're almost a little bit more steady or are you just doing that when you're really traveling? Honestly, I really enjoy it. So I think I might do it maybe like once a month or something because, well, uh, next week I will be driving to San Francisco from San Diego. So it'll be a good like eight hours. So I'll be definitely uh, doing it then. And I'm sure I'm going to do it. I think I'll do it a few times because I don't know something when I'm driving, it's very meditative for me. So I really enjoy doing it while I'm driving. So I, I, I would love to incorporate it somehow. I'm not sure how I would do it then, but I think I might. Actually. Yeah, I think you should, because that's a really uh, great extra stream of income that comes naturally, right. and that right. still helps people and gets them going. Um, so I, true. I think that that's fantastic. Now, um, are you using your regular personal cell phone, or do you have a business line? Because I know for me, I'm all about having a separate business keeping business separate and i have my google voice and that's my business line so then that way i have my off hours <laughs> yeah absolutely i don't i never use my personal number so i actually use a free conference call oh yeah and they have a new um thing that they started last year where you can have a phone number that does not have a pin i despise pins like oh, yeah you know looking for the pin and then finding it and then i don't know if you have this do you have to flip through the screen to your email and then back to the phone quick enough to put in the number before it like right. it's so annoying <laughs> so that I, that needs to be fixed somehow I, I just hate pins so i found out they had this new offering and it's it's only like 3.95 a month super cheap nice um where you get this phone number with no pin so i love this so that is the, it's like a call-in line so that's what i would use for most that's what I use for like group calls that I do where I'm not using like video I just have everyone and it's it's like you're just calling a friend you just dial this number and there's like no pin or anything it's great that that's really nice I like that yeah me too and so now when you are so it's remind me is San Francisco going to be your no LA is going to be your main spot soon LA yep Mm -hmm. and what are the plans for LA do we know yet um, so I, I, I already do have a live event that I'm going to be doing um, in the summer and things are just kind of organically lining up for me. Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting, but I do know that I'm going to be, um, I'm going to be launching my marketing course again this summer and uh, I, I want to do some more in-person stuff. So I do have quite a few clients there, so it might be cool to, and even my mastermind has been asking me like, can we do like an in-person thing? We'd love to Yeah, do a meetup. Uh, yeah so i would love to do some more in-person stuff and i can definitely see more collaborations happening um but i'm kind of like let's see what the divine has in store like i literally sometimes i literally take my business week by week you know yeah um and it's it's been working some people might find it to be very stressful it's too unpredictable but uh this is the only way i've found it to work because sometimes you can't plan too ahead because you don't know what's happening i don't know oh i hear you you know what i mean so yeah because you can plan uh, i mean in some cases you can plan till the end of the world but let's face it when it actually comes go time some of that planning you have to throw right out the window because it doesn't apply anymore (laughs) it doesn't and like yeah, I've just literally been, so I teach intuitive marketing. So that's literally what I preach to everyone. Like use your intuition, like launch what you're guided to launch. Don't just launch anything out of the blue. 
uh, like everything I have launched, I have always sold at least once uh, because it was uh, from my intuition that I did it. That is crazy. That is so cool. And yeah. how do you stay organized though? Because you're on the go and I mean, online business makes it a little easier to do all of that, but I would think that keeping everything organized and on schedule would be a lot harder when you're moving so much. Yeah, it can be a little tough. And that's why I guess like uh, having a calendar like really helps. Uh, that's why uh, some people when they do sessions and stuff with clients, like they don't use a calendar, they just email back and forth. I never do that. I, I always yeah. use a calendar, even if it's a last minute appointment, I put it in the calendar, like in this, like in the acuity system. So like yeah. we both get the email, like it's, we get the reminders. Um, and then what I do is I kind of will map if I'm like, for example, when I was traveling, I would map out like the next three to four days. Like, okay, like let's look at the calendar. I have two sessions on Tuesday, so I have to be stationary that day. So which day should I drive? And so I just plan, I guess you could say I plan week by week. And then, yeah. uh, sometimes if it's something where I need to be somewhere physically, uh, then if I need to fly or then I'll plan it maybe a month or two in advance. But for the most part, um, I think organizing my schedule so that I only do sessions on Tuesday and Thursday has made a huge difference. Yeah. Um, cause before I kind of would just do sessions whenever, and then I would never know what my schedule is. And then I would kind of be all over the place. And that was pretty stressful. So now my clients like are on board. They're like, okay, you do sessions Tuesday and Thursday, right? So let me see. And they've like, they've kind of adjusted to it as well. Um, but that, I think that one thing has really helped me. And then I, I do marketing Mondays. So I do marketing Monday newsletters. So that's like kind of a standard thing now every Monday. So that is planned kind of, I'd say. So like, actually I was on the, in the airport on Monday uh, flying from San Diego to New Jersey and I was like I need to get my newsletter out it's Monday <laughs> this marketing Monday so it has to be done on Monday you know yeah and I'm at the airport and like I just didn't get a chance with packing and running out the door so when I finally got to the airport um, I'm like scrambling for internet and the internet's not working so oh. then I was able to connect through my phone luckily so right just 10 minutes before boarding I hit send to my newsletter I posted it to my Facebook group so I got everything done so I could I be more organized more organized probably could be but I, I have been very committed I'd say to the process and yeah. things have been getting done things have been happening and people have been happy with it so I've been I've been happy with it and I've been happy to see how I continue to improve it you know every month yeah well no and that that's the cool thing is having those blocked that block scheduling right H having mm -hmm. those specific days I know when I first started I was like I mean because if it's not in the calendar it's not happening so right I use acuity as well and I love it and I had opened up my availability like I was like okay I work tech my technical off uh, technically my office hours are I think eight to six Monday through Friday and I'm closed on Wednesdays and I, I just wanted to have a set schedule like that so I you know opened that up in acuity and I was like gosh this is so weird because it's maybe Tuesday and I don't technically have any appointments scheduled but somebody at noon could book a one o'clock and I might be you know doing something else involved in another project or whatever and so it was stressful and so I decided I had to keep limiting my time which felt weird because it's like 
I want to get more clients and I want right. to be able to help people, but now I'm blocking off more time. So I'm being more restricted. It felt like I was going backwards. <laughs> I felt the same way. Like, and I had that same thing, like you're saying, like, oh my God, like, but I have my calendars open. And then sometimes people would randomly book and then yeah. I would have to stop what I'm doing and take it, but it would be kind of like, I'd be kind of unsettled. So I didn't really like coming into a session with that energy. Yeah. Um, but you know, sometimes you do have to just reschedule it. I mean, one time someone scheduled it like the day of, and usually I never, I restrict it. So you can't do it the day of. Me too. Yeah. But, uh, I think when I was doing Mogo, I opened that up because people were doing it the day of, um, but then I forgot to close it. So then someone <laughs> ended up booking a session. And I think that night I had already other plans and I, you know, I had already my day set so i had to reschedule with that person so i didn't like doing that but it was right. fun. yeah no definitely and and that's the thing you know when it comes to entrepreneurship and just meeting people and and helping them in their business i mean you have to put on a good a good attitude and be able to come into it with a good vibe versus like you just interrupted my work and now I have to help you. Like, <laughs> yeah, nobody wants that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And how do you, um, cause I'm always curious about, um, being able to do all this stuff and the stress level, like how do you deal with the roller coaster of emotions and do you get that loneliness feeling? Cause I know I get that. And I know a lot of entrepreneurs I talk to, will feel that same way every once in a while you just get down and out on yourself like how does that work for you and your business well uh the emotions i have yeah. a full-time energy healer that i work with nice. <laughs> um she kind of helps me make sense of that and i'm actually part of like um, a self-care monthly membership that somebody runs oh okay um so i think that kind of helps with the emotions and really sitting with it um the loneliness absolutely like you know entrepreneurship it's just like it, it happens to be that nobody in your life really gets what you're doing right. you know you're just like the oddball out even this weekend i'm like in new jersey this weekend and i'm like ah oh, those conversations like oh so what are you like how's it going you know um and i, I really think like creating that support system of friends who are also entrepreneurs is so crucial and you know i think many times i end up becoming like some level of friends with my clients too because oh, we yeah. all are kind of you know in the same boat and um uh, my mastermind is kind of starting to become a close group because they have been starting to be really visible and they've started to really face their fears and you know they started to have their first trolls and all yeah. those things and there's no one to talk to about those things so right. it's so important to have like other entrepreneur friends that you vibe with and you can call up and talk about these things and i highly recommend a biz bestie everyone should yeah. have a biz bestie you know i have a biz bestie where we even like you know we'll screenshot when we get like a new client or a payment and we're like and we celebrate those moments because sometimes it's like you work so hard to even just get that one sale you know yeah. and when you when you try to celebrate with other people who don't really get this they're like that's cool right but you're like no you don't understand i've been scoping every day i've been getting up and I, you know what i mean yeah um, 
so I think like the loneliness, like it is something that has been difficult for me for sure. Um, but I think it's been helpful to have entrepreneur friends that, you know, you can make through online courses that you take or like meetup groups. And uh, I feel like there's always, always people that you can find who uh, are kind of going through the same thing. As you. So that's what I've done. And yeah. that's been super helpful. Yeah, no, I agree. It's like, I, I am such a people person. I mean, I was the kid that would be up at 6.30 knocking on the neighbor's door at, on a Saturday oh, wow. trying to play. And they're wow. like, we're still sleeping. Goodbye. Don't come back till 10. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so I'm a total people person. And I think for me, the reason why I don't let it hit me as hard, because I mean, I still get it. Trust me. Yeah. Uh, but I don't get it as hard because I've surrounded myself with people who get it, who understand entrepreneurship, mm -hmm. who, you know, who I can hang out with, like with you and, and on Facebook groups. And, yeah. and I'm, and I also make it a part of, for the most part, my daily routine of going to the gym because mm. of the fact that I get to see people. I get to see people yeah. that are all different shapes and sizes doing different exercises, low intensity, high intensity. I mean, that by itself, I mean, I'm a health and fitness, not anyway, but that by itself motivates me. And I'm like, Love cool, it. I need yeah. to do something. And then of course, that's when all the ideas come. And then I have, I'm like, okay, I have to sit there and I'm the weird looking guy that's on his phone or with a pen in his hand, writing notes. And I'm like, but that's when all the ideas come to me. So that's my creative time. <laughs> yep. I love that. Um, so when, when you're uh, working with clients, are you finding with some of your reoccurring clients, are you finding like there's common, there's a common need between them that you're trying to fulfill with these courses or, and maybe I, I'm just trying to figure out like, cause always, when I always talk to people, I always try to see, okay, what's a common link that I might be able to then help them with in general so that you don't always have to be present in your business um, because that can be hard, especially when you're traveling and you have these events to go to. Yeah. Um, I found that I, we had mentioned earlier about the tech stuff that yeah. uh, my clients really struggle with tech and then the fear of visibility. Those two are like, the really big ones like, oh my God, like what is like my family going to say? What are my friends going to say? Right. Uh, those two are common patterns. And I feel like those are well worked through in the sessions, the fear stuff, because I feel like it helps to talk through it. Oh yeah. Um, but with the tech stuff, I think I've started to kind of be like, all right, this is the fifth time I'm showing somebody how to set up their form for MailChimp or whatever. Yeah that I actually, that's why I launched my marketing membership because I was like, you know what, why don't I just make these trainings and once for all, and that way, you know, we can use our sessions for some more like deeper stuff rather than yeah. good stuff. Like one, I always recommend people um, like set up Bluehost and WordPress. So I decided to just record one of them when I did it with my client. Cause there were so many sessions I did helping people set. And I am not a tech person. Right. <laughs> it makes me so bad because I'm like, is it because I'm brown that everyone <laughs> tech questions? Asian people are always like in the computer field. And uh, ironically, I did end up minoring in computer science, but that's another story. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, I don't really like doing that stuff, but I always have those questions coming up. And I also see that it stops people from showing up. And that's what I don't want to happen. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. We're not letting a little tech thing gonna stop you from being visible. We're gonna find a workaround or we're gonna just, you know, do it. So I started creating um, a couple of trainings. And you know what? And sometimes I would think like, Oh, PayPal is easy. No one needs help with that. But then I get questions. Yeah. Oh, how do you make a PayPal link to for a specific course? And I'm like, okay, so maybe I should go back and make these trainings. And I'm like, all right, so these will be helpful. And so those patterns I see, like the same type of tech questions again and again. Yeah. Um, and those I've been starting to move into like video training, so I don't have to be present. But the fear of visibility. Um, I have been mostly doing those, uh, like in like talking through them in the sessions and stuff. Yeah, and and that that's a big one. And you brought up a good point that it really comes down to when you start getting those repeat questions. Then it's like, okay, maybe I need to do something here and put it as a package type thing. You know, whether it's recordings or yep. whatever it is, but something to make it a little easier for everyone involved. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That. That's, that's a big one. And I know when it comes to tech, I mean, you know, cause you could easily send them a, a link to something that PayPal has, but, at, and that's where people, I think, even when they're thinking about starting entrepreneurship, they're like, well, why would somebody buy from me? And why, why would I create this something that was already out there and people are already buying that. So they wouldn't come over to me. And it's like, no, but you're what's different. You are different. And so you could easily send them to some recording from PayPal, but that's probably not gonna vibe with them like it would if it was coming directly from you because you're the person that they know, trust, and like, and that they can understand versus the general thing from PayPal, for instance. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting you say that because that's initially why I didn't wanna do marketing because I was like, oh my God, there are so many marketing people out there. I do not <laughs> wanna do marketing, but like, it's like all the signs were pointing to me doing marketing. And I was like, no, I will not. <laughs> you know, I was like, I want to be a life coach. Or I wanted to do something else to like help people. But everything just kept pushing me to marketing. So I was like, okay, fine, I'll give it a shot. And then I started kind of seeing that, you know, there was a specific group of people that I was supposed to work with. And um, those people don't typically follow all the other big marketing gurus. Like they, some of them, a lot of them don't even know who they are. And I, to me, I'm shocked because I'm part of so many entrepreneurial groups where we know all the like the right. big gurus in the online space. But a lot of these people I work with, like it's their first time even getting an online space. And they have no idea. Like they don't know Amy Porterfield or, um, you know, Ramit Sethi or all these big names. They've like never even heard of them. So I'm like, oh, okay, Marie Forleo. And right. then I'm like, you know, I don't need to teach about like sending a newsletter and, you know, building your audience. And, you know, they probably already know all that stuff or creating a freebie, but they don't. And they, and they don't even want to hear it from those other people. They only want to learn from me. So I'm yeah. like, it's been pretty cool to kind of see that because I'm like, okay, well, they like literally want me to teach them. So I'm like, oh. Well, and that, that's the thing, you know, I get that a lot uh, with, with tech stuff too, but um, when it comes to that online world, it's like, we, we're in it so much that we're like, yeah. we, we think we're like, that everyone sees yeah, it. Yeah, 
And, you know, I was telling somebody the other day, it's just like when I used to work at Apple, you know, I'm in this, in these four walls that are all about the latest, greatest technology. Right. And you forget that when you leave those four walls or when you go offline, like the world is still not there. Like they're still catching up and, you know, some people still got flip phones or, you know, razors or whatever. Like um, those are kind of the same thing, but you know, where I was going. (laughs) Uh, And so, yeah, we have to remind ourselves that, we are in it and it's just like when we create products right we we're people are like oh you should sell that and you should do that and it's like well but who would buy that it's so easy to me it comes easy so why would i sell it and it's like no just because it comes easy to you doesn't mean it comes easy to the next person and that's where a lot of coaching and mentoring and studying and doing your research come into play you know to figure out that you can do that yeah and that people are waiting for you to do that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. Um, on that note, I, if we want to touch on like kind of a block, I feel like that ends up being a block um, in terms of charging, you know, yeah. your value because we think it's so easy for us, and we think, oh, why would I charge for this? Or, you know, uh, I feel bad charging for this or whatever, because I feel like a lot of us have been programmed to think that, you know, making money has to be hard work. Right. And it must be hard for us. And um, a couple of years ago, I, I think I had figured out, and this is before, not now, but before I had kind of figured out Facebook ads and I was like figuring out how to get lights on my page and all that kind of stuff. And it was working. So then I had Uh, pitched myself to an entrepreneur who I thought was amazing and more people should know about her. So I wanted to help her grow her uh, Facebook page. And so I had pitched to her and it was like a crazy low price. And when I was talking to like a colleague, an entrepreneur colleague, she was like, are you crazy? Like you should be charging like three times that. I was like, what are you talking about? It's like, I just felt weird charging for something about Facebook. Like, just, Facebook just felt like this social free tool, like, you know? Yeah. And I was like, what are you talking about? And then I ended up getting a coaching session with somebody and I uncovered that block. It was like, because I think it needs to be hard for me, I think I shouldn't be charging for it. So yep. the next client, uh, I got a referral and I decided to just try it out. So I actually tripled my rates exactly to the, what the lady had said. And she said, that's the minimum you should be charging. So I thought, all right, uh, let me give it a shot. And so I did. And that lady hired me on the spot, like on the phone and just transferred the money right away. And I was just like, what the hell? And it's like this whole time I was charging peanuts because I thought I shouldn't you know, this is so easy. Like, why should I charge a lot? But really it was, you know, when I got coached on it, she was like, no, this is your expertise. That's they're paying you for your expertise. That's why it's easy for you. I was like, Oh, so that was a huge, definitely. I always remember that. I I'm so glad you brought that up because that is a big one. And I mean, yeah, I am so guilty of it too, where it's like, yep. I undercharge myself all the time. And yeah especially, you know, even when I was working at a nine to five, you know, I do photography a little bit on the side. And I was like, well, why am I going to charge for, for taking pictures? It's fun. It's easy. And it's people go home happy, like no problem. Yeah. And then when I actually saw my pictures and I didn't take photography class or anything, I mean, it was just, I just came naturally to me. I have the creative eye. And uh, when I saw the pictures and then when I saw the pictures blown up and put in my friend's homes, I was like, 
dang, those are good. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty I, badass. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I guess I should be charging. And you know, it took a while to get comfortable with that, especially when you talk with friends and family who are like, oh, can you do this for me? And it's like, yeah, but it, you've got to charge. And it's, it's right. one of those things that you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable with that because yeah. it's, it, it gets so messy when you don't want to charge. Like, even if you're like, I don't want to charge, you still have to charge something, have some kind of contract because it can get so messy so quickly. And it, it's all bad, especially when it's friends and family. Yeah, I agree. And pricing is always a big one. So I'm so glad you brought that up because yeah. that's one. I think I constantly struggle still with that. Um, maybe not constantly. I still struggle with that only because of the fact that some of the things I'm like, this, it takes me, you know, a couple minutes to do this where it could take somebody a couple hours, you know. Um, but I've learned through talking to several people and experts and doing my research and being more confident in what I'm selling that I'm not trying to get everyone as a client. Right. I'm trying to get the right clients. So yeah. like you had said, that person was ready to put the money down and you were ready to receive it. Like mm -hmm. done deal. Whereas you could have kept your prices low and been fully booked, but the quality wouldn't have been the same and you would right. have been burnt out. Burnt out. Yeah. I, I, I love that story. Um, so what is uh, two of the, uh, maybe two of the biggest challenges you face right now in your business? It could be one too, but I always offer more choices. <laughs> <laughs> biggest challenges right now. I think the part about it's like, I feel like you have to just constantly create and reinvent yourself and it's like, okay, what now? Whereas yeah. I feel like in the corporate world, it was like, all right, you're working on this project for like two years yeah. <laughs> or for the next six months. And it's like pretty set, you know? So I think sometimes I get a little unsettled where I'm like, all right, well, you know, I, you know, and this happened, um, actually, that's another thing else. I use it as my second challenge, but for me, you know, I launched my marketing course. I launched my uh, membership and my mastermind. So I'm like, okay, now what? <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? So I think, um, I think for me now it's kind of just like recircling because I've created a lot of stuff. Yep. Like how do you like kind of, uh, relaunch it and all that kind of stuff. So that's one, like the constantly feeling like you have to recreate yourself and just, uh, your products and etc. Um, and another one was, I think, another challenge, I think, is uh, the burnout and the um, not knowing when to stop working yeah. because I feel like I feel guilty when I'm not working because I feel like I need to be working to make money, you know? So yeah. it's like, if I'm not working, am I making money? Uh, but one cool thing is last year, after that little sprint of February and March, I pretty much burnt out. Like I was like, I'm done. I don't have any more energy. I can't like, cause I ran my course twice and it just took a lot out of me. I didn't know yeah. how to manage my energy. I wasn't resting. I was working like a crazy person. Uh, but this year has been completely different. So this is my second year in full-time in business. And 
this year I've managed myself so much better. Like I mentioned, I'm in that self-care group. Yeah. Um, I, I take off days now, which I really wasn't doing last year. I was so just always working. Um, and I've kept my momentum up, which is amazing because now it's May. And by May last year, I like really had peanuts. Like I hadn't, I wasn't really making money, but now I've set up a system where I have recurring payments coming in. Um, and that kind of helps too. So it's like, even yeah. if I didn't like make a sale necessarily, uh, this month I do have recurring payments. So that's kind of like holding me over. And, um, I think I have a lot more balance this year compared to last year, but it still can be hard to kind of turn off. Um, cause I just feel like I should be working and I feel, I don't know, I feel guilty about when I'm not working. Oh yeah. And, um, so it's interesting. So I think like, I don't know if it's like, it's a final destination or you're just continuously learning how to balance in different ways. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I'd say like those two are kind of like probably my bigger challenges. Yeah. And, um, let me ask you, how do you manage it all? Do you have a team or is it just you or do you have a VA? I mean, cause you're doing a lot with the, with not, I'm the same way. I have all of these ideas and, and I'm creating like crazy where I fall to, I shouldn't say I fall where my opportunity is, is to better market myself and my products and my offerings because I can put out like crazy all of this great content and great information. But the problem is, is I don't let it marinate for a while out there, you know, right? because once you post, then it's done. And so um, do you have other people that are helping you with this stuff or are you mostly just a one, one woman shop? I'm mostly a one-woman show, uh, but I will say I did uh, get a VA. Um, so I'm part of the Forbes Coaches Council, and a part of that, uh, they give you a VA for like five hours a month. Oh, cool. So I decided to give it a try, and um, it turned out to be a complete disaster. <laughs> I basically uh, had my marketing course, which is Confident Marketing Academy, this spring or in the beginning of the new year. And I had gotten this new VA. So I had asked her to kind of merge all of my mail contacts into my new system because I started using Entreport this year. Oh, okay. And basically, she uh, ended up sending my login credentials for my $1,300 course to everybody on my mailing list. Oh no. And it wasn't even like it was one login. It's like everyone gets their own like uh, username and password. So right. everyone's was generated. Like everyone got one basically. Um, so that was a complete disaster. And after that, I've been very scared to work with the VA again. Yeah. I've been traumatized, but I turned it into a workaround. I ended up doing a five, uh, five day free pass for everybody to check out the course. And it ended up actually working out in my favor because three people ended up enrolling. Nice. <laughs> that weren't expected um, in that week. So I did kind of try the VA thing. Um, but, you know, when I, when I did my cross-country drive from Chicago to California, I ended up, because um, you can ha ask them for help with travel. Oh, okay. So I was like, hey, can you map out like how long it would be to go from here to there and then where I can stop and what to do? And that was cool. So I ended up using the VA for uh, some of the travel stuff and that worked out pretty well. So nice. I think I'm still trying to figure out how to use a team because that's the problem when you start building your own empire, then it's like, 
you do things a certain way, or maybe you do sometimes even things last minute, but when you're working with someone, you're going to have to be even more organized and yeah. all that stuff. So that, that's the thing. I mean, I, I'm right there with you. So I constantly am thinking about just because I am, I'm a planner and this is just my thing is that I'm constantly, even before I left my job, I was thinking of who's going to be on my team and everyone I encounter, I'm like, okay, what do you do? do I vibe with you and when can I put you down for what you know like I'm constantly making my list in my head and right. putting in Evernote and so um, because I always want to make sure that when something pops off because I'm putting out all this content that something's gonna give and when it does I want to be ready to go so that I can still yep. keep creating while still managing everything and so I always think about that is that and I do have a VA uh, thankfully uh, it's a good friend of mine who actually I used to work with. So, oh, awesome! Uh, cool. yeah, it worked out really well. Um, I will say from my experience as well, it's very difficult. First of all, being a new entrepreneur, cause I did it shortly after, um, jumping into entrepreneurship because I knew I needed help and it would get me further. So, you know, I'm still trying to figure out my business while I'm, trying to manage somebody and have them help me with what I need. So that was a struggle. And, you know, now almost two years later, it's, it's gotten so much better because I have more clarity. I know what my business is doing more so than I did. And um, I'm able to give more specific instructions on what needs to happen versus at the beginning, I was trying to figure everything out. I was giving, which is another hard part for an entrepreneur, right? We have to try to give a task over to somebody. Right. It's extremely hard by itself, let alone trying to give specific instructions and start a new business. But um, that was the hard part. And so once I would hand it over, then it would get done. But then I would either, one of two things would happen. I'd either do it myself because I just wanted it done or I would change how I wanted it done after she had already completed it. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Cause you're, cause we're constantly on, we're yep. constantly going yep. and we're thinking through it. And then you're like, Oh wait, this actually, this would be better. And so right. then you make these changes. And so it is hard to bring somebody else on and, but you have to realize too, that I, that's how I think too, is that, at some point we do have to. And so that's why we're constantly thinking about it and trying to figure out. So it's good that you're, you tested it and that you had a not so great experience because it did pay off. Um, right. <laughs> but it's, it's a good experience because they're baby steps because we're going to need yeah. those people at some point. Oh, and, for sure. And it's, yeah, it just gets crazy from there. <laughs> yep. So let me ask you, um, what is one piece of advice that you would give somebody who is either uh, fairly new in entrepreneurship or is thinking about jumping into it? So I love, love, love this quote. Um, I forget who it's actually from, but I heard Shalene Johnson say it. She said, um, the difference between successful people and non-successful people is that they start. I love it. I love that so much. So I tell everybody, just start, just do it. Progress over perfection and focus on done. 
So uh, even if your class isn't good enough, even if like it's not, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. You're never going to be ready. We're never going to be ready. So just do it. Just start and just see what happens because that's kind of what happened with me. I mean, I really didn't know what was going to happen, but I just started and here we are today. So that is what I tell people. Just start. Like stop thinking in your head for, all, for like it's not going to do anything for you. Right. Just like start doing something. Start somewhere. And it'll keep leading you to the next step. So. Oh yeah, definitely. No, that, that was a perfect quote and, and well said because that really is, like I mentioned, you know, we can continuously plan, plan, plan. Yeah. Yeah. But if we don't launch anything and if we don't launch it lean, meaning we just get it out there and see what the response is, then, then we don't know where to go from there, you know, because you yeah. could spend all this time building something that you think is great that nobody actually wants, Yeah. you know? So no, that, that was a perfect quote and gotta love Shalene Johnson. She's, she's got- Absolutely. I love that quote so much. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with me. This was awesome. Some great marketing tips in there and it's just crazy to be able to connect with you finally and be able to hear about your story and your journey because this is it's just awesome. <laughs> I know. Same here. I was excited when you were doing this because I've been wanting to connect with you in general too. So I was like, oh, this is perfect. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I'm like, I'm again, thinking about my team and everything. I'm like, okay, so my opportunity is definitely marketing and trying to get my stuff out there. And once stupid easy launches and that blows up and once this yes entrepreneurship catches on more i'm like oh my gosh i'm trying to like not freak out too much yet <laughs> i know i know like, oh, but one step at a time is what i just uh, oh my god like i literally launched confident marketing academy and then marketing superstars my membership and then my mastermind so it was like so much but i just focused on like one project at a time and then i went to the next one so. yeah yeah That's and how do you how do you um and this might be a longer conversation another time, but sure. how do you um, get, keep, keep the stuff going? Meaning like, okay, you launch something, you post about it and it's, and it's done. Like, how do you keep that momentum going? Or do you just focus on that one project for like that whole month and promote it until that kicks off and then wait to the next month to promote something else? Exactly that, the second part. So I literally will promote like crazy that specific project and then um, I'll move into the next one and then I'll move into the next one. And typically, um, not always, but sometimes there's a different audience. Like for example, my mastermind, um, I only invited people who have done one-on-one -on -one work with me or took one of my two marketing courses, Get Seen, Get Paid, or Confident Marketing Academy. So that wasn't a launch to the public. That was more of a personal launch or like a small group launch. Whereas the other two were uh, bigger to the full audience. So yeah, but even with that, it was like Confident Marketing Academy, once that was closed out, then Marketing Superstars. Um, and then now I'm gonna be opening up Get Seen Get Paid again. So I just keep going in different cycles, I'd say. Nice, yeah, that's so crazy. I yeah. love the name, by the way. I love the Yes to Entrepreneurship. Oh, oh my gosh, so can we talk about that for a second? Yeah, that, totally. That was like unbelievable. So. I, because you're a marketing guru. Um, so when I launched Ed Troxel Creative, that I was uh -huh. like, okay, that's that's just to get me by. Like that's just my creative powerhouse, so that I can build all these things underneath it. Yeah, which is fine. But 
I was struggling so much with trying to trying to promote Ed Troxel Creative, and it's like, but what is that? Nobody knows who that is. Nobody knows what that is, and mm. you know, there's just no like, there's no like hook there, right. and um, and so even though my content was good and what I was trying to bring to the table, but it just wasn't clicking for people. And so then it came stupid easy, which is great, but um, that's really specific for uh, online courses at the moment. And okay. it hasn't launched yet, which it should hopefully soon. Mm -hmm. um, and so people love that. And then I was like, well, I just need something though for my, my consulting slash, you know, tech support and things like that. And so, I had been wanting to uh, work with the kids again. And so I've made my notes over the, over the last year and a half. And then I got an email from a friend who actually is in San Diego that I visit every once in a while. And um, she sent me this email from her kid's school talking about, you know, entrepreneurship needs to be in schools and taught more to kids and blah, blah, blah. So then I thought, well, maybe, and it was actually on a Monday where I was having kind of a rough afternoon. And so it was a great pick me up. I had looked at my notes and I was like, you know, maybe I should look into this again, offering um, youth uh, entrepreneurship classes or whatever. And I looked at my notes and I was trying to come up with a name and I was like, okay, I got three on my list. Let me see if I can come up with some other ones because none of these are really like clicking. And it was about, I swear in a half hour, I came up with four different names and that was one of them. And I was like, there's something about that. Let me, oh. let me check that. And, and, you know, I'm not like if I'm all about the domain names and I'm like, if unless I'm ready to buy, I'm not searching for it. So <laughs> right. I, I checked it out and I was like, son of a gun that's available. Oh yes. And, I love that feeling. <laughs> oh, it was like, okay. And then I was, then I was questioning myself. I said, is this shiny object syndrome? Because I don't want to like be distracted from what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. So, I bought the domain name, but I was like, let me sleep on this because I don't want to be caught in, you know, an unfinished project again. And it was still with me the next day and the next day. And I was like, okay, let's just do it because I, it was fresh. I couldn't get it off my mind. And I was, I was energized and I knew that I was creating content for it already. So it just took off from there. And I was like, okay, trademark. And then I was like, perfect. It's got my podcast, which I've been planning for a long time. It covers my book, which I've been planning for a long time. Oh, perfect. It's got, um, it's got so many things that I can put underneath it. And, um, I, I'm even thinking of t-shirt ideas already and, uh, a subscription box. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. All I the things it. that just clicked. It's so, so, so cool. Yeah. I love it. So it, that, yeah. So it was just, it's crazy. And that's why I always joke with people. I'm like, ad agencies should have me on retainer because I have some amazing ideas that they could make some good money off of and just pay me a little bit on the side. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I agree. Because I'm like, I can't do all of these things, but they're so good. So good. I love it. Well, awesome. Well, what are you up to tonight? Uh, so I actually came to New Jersey for a wedding and like, I don't know if you know about Indian weddings, but they last oh. a long time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, uh, one of the, one of the, it's actually like an engagement prayer type thing happening tonight. Um, and then there's like a, basically a function every day. Like there's something tomorrow, there's something Friday and then the wedding Saturday. 
So I'm going to be going to that after this. I'll be mingling with family and friends and it should be interesting. Thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Dive deeper into the conversation with this guest as well as others by going to yes to entrepreneurship.com forward slash podcast. Over there, you will find a list of all the previous episodes and bonus material for each guest. I hope that you'll continue to share out this podcast and please be sure to leave a review in iTunes and subscribe so that way others can discover this show and be able to realize they are not alone and that they have somebody they can count on to provide value and motivate and inspire them to keep moving forward. Together, we can make it happen. And like I always say, teamwork equals success. So go out there and do something great because why not?